0: All right. Well, y'all, we're really excited to get a chance just to sit down and be able to talk with y'all a little bit about um, some of the process of how y'all came to decide to go to Scotland um, to do mission work over there. Um, I know that we've already gotten to talk to the church or you've gotten to share with the church a little bit about your how you felt like the Lord was leading you into overseas missions, how both of you felt that whenever you were in high school separately, and then even as y'all came together, how the Lord's really worked in that. And I know that uh, y'all have even gotten to share some about how the Lord's convicted you about now during this season and to to pursue overseas mission work. And so what we wanted to do was just be able to ask a few questions I know that I've heard some people ask. I'm sure y'all have heard some frequently asked questions about this process, because it is different than what a lot of people know. And so excited to get a chance just to ask y'all and let y'all hopefully clarify some things and ultimately, um, ultimately be able to to answer all the questions for people and, and hopefully lead to more, more, um, more partnerships. So, uh, the first question I'd love to ask is just specifically about about Scotland. What drew y'all to Scotland? Why Scotland? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, on the, the kind of the the a little bit of the backstory there, we had. Um, I know we had met with you several times as we started getting into to this process, um, but we, we started, once we got connected with the Pillar Network, um, they had, we talked for them with about a year, I guess, before we went, um, and the president of, of Pillar Scotland uh, actually said, you know, just, just come over and visit, you guys won't know for 100% until you're here, and um, so in 21... Uh, we went and and stayed for about 10 days and while we were there we got to see all different kinds of parts of scotland and um, different areas and of where different churches and different stages are at and
2: so while we were there um god just really confirmed that call that we were supposed to be in scotland and Reaching and teaching has actually been really helpful for us in defining Mm -hmm. what a call even is. They said it's Mm -hmm. a desire, and then it's affirmation from your church leadership, and you came to us for that, and we obviously had the desire, and then opportunity. So Scotland is an unreached people group, meaning 2% or less of the population believe in Jesus Christ, believe in the Bible as a word of God, and then affirm it with their lifestyle. So the need was obviously there, Mm -hmm. and the opportunity was there because the churches need help. Um, They're they're outnumbered (laughs) and, (laughs) and they're doing a wonderful job. Um, and so we're, one thing we were really excited about when we got there is just the passion that they have for evangelism and Mm. making his name great. So all of those three things lined up last April, um, or April of 2022. So, um, and then we went again this past February to affirm with a specific congregation in Glenrothes, Scotland and, so we just fell in love with them, and we're excited yeah. to partner with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember whenever I talked to Jacob, which Jacob Brothers is the pastor there, um, I remember talking to him, and he was saying that their congregation's about 200, mm-hmm. the church that we're yeah. sending you all to. And he made the comment, we're a mega church. Like, we are a mega church in this area. There's just not many churches that are this big. And so I guess I kind of would, you know, kind of ask off that. So what about Glenn Rothis? Drew, you all there? Because you all went and visited... Several towns. The first okay. time we were there, right, and looked at different places. And so, why Glenrothes? What's it about that church and even that area that really made y'all want to go and be there?
2: The concrete hippos.
1: The concrete hippos. <laughs> <laughs> that sold us. Um, yeah. So I, I think that while we were there in April, we had a, a pastor. Um, uh, his name is Adam Mcnich, and um, while he was there, we kind of we talked to him about like how do we choose? You know all of the places that we visited, we could tell, you know, we could be used here, um, but how do we choose where to go? Like, how do we know, you know, what direction He's calling us? And and it was really cool, because he, he sat us down and he just explained, like, you guys are, you're listening to God and moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then he, he brought up this theology of place kind of thing, and, and kind of talked about how... God uses the experiences and, and where you're at and the places that he puts you to prepare you for, for where he, he potentially could place you. Yeah. So as we, we went to Glenrothes, and um, the Jacob is, is from Kentucky, um, so it was one of those things where
0: a little bit of home you know yeah. right off the bat but with this interesting southern scottish accent <laughs> it's super crazy it's, it's super great cringe. like it's more country as you talk to him but it's kind of it's yeah yeah
1: right off there it's a little confusing yeah. Yeah. Um, but it did it, it felt there was a little bit of of this is familiar mm-hmm. um, this is this seems like a place that um, that we could raise our our kids at and yeah. um, and settle down for a little bit so i think the lord was was very present while we were there and just kind of directing our steps towards Glenrothes.
0: And how neat is it? Like, you know, I know we've shared with the church before, but I felt like there was a good opportunity to go through the pillar network, a church planning Mm -hmm. network, and they have one international partnership that has solidified and that's in Scotland. And Mm -hmm. we bring that up to y'all and the whole week you'd already been looking at Scotland related things, which is just crazy. (laughs) But then for y'all to get there and it just seems to be the way the Lord would work, that you would find a spot that, you know, this is what we really feel like maybe where the Lord wants us to be. And then the pastor of the church is from Kentucky. So it just, it's just the way the Lord works. I mean, it's the way that he does, does those things. So, um, it really is neat. Um, you know, one of the things that's really shocked me and and you said it earlier, Leslie, that, that, um, that Scotland is a unreached people group. So less than 2% evangelical Christian, I mean, we, we can't even really understand what that means. Like, as far as Americans mm-hmm. who are from the South, we, we don't know what it looks like to be in a godless culture. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, so just for instance, one of the things that I remember I talked to Jacob about was, you know, trying to even help me wrap my brain around this. Um, you know, he and I talked right after the Demar Hamlin incident, which is kind of funny to remember, but I remember that specific event because Jacob, you know, made a comment about how you could tell America— our roots whenever that happened everybody and their cousin was praying i mean we had people on espn that were praying and i remember him making the comment we have nobody here like that there's nobody to hold back the tide Mm -hmm. like in government and anything you know 16 year olds a bill just was passed for 16 year olds to be able to change their gender on their birth certificate which is unprecedented um even in america we see that that happening here so I guess I would just ask you speak a little bit about the lostness that you saw there, or you know what makes you want to go there in relation to the people and the lostness that you've experienced as you've seen that.
1: Yeah, so I think it's interesting how you know if you know your history, then you know that that Scotland at one point was was a major culture that that sent out more missionaries that at that point in time than anybody else in history, and um, a lot of the things that we base our our theology and our, our foundations on come from guys who who mm-hmm. are Scottish born. Yeah. Um, so it, it is it is crazy to be able to look at the history of Scotland, especially in the church, and and how um, you know e- the evangelical faith has grown through Scotland and where it is now.
0: Well, it's hard, and, and again, it's hard to think about a church there of two hundred people. And just to remind you know everybody, we, we've talked about this before, but. But their congregation, from what Jacob told me, has 15 different countries represented. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of the growth comes from, As people come from, immigrants come in and they bring Christianity to Scotland, which is just wild to think about. But that's why even if a church of 200 is a mega church, but I mean, a church of 200 and in relation to Glenrothes, I mean, you know, that's it's a drop in a bucket. And yeah. my understanding, even whenever I've talked to him, most of the churches there are, are vacant. Like there's just... Yeah, they're either don't meet they're not meeting anymore, or you know, there's a decent amount I'm sure that are liberal. I know that even mm-hmm. the Baptist Seminary there is very liberal, and he said they can't send people there. So mm-hmm. I know it's just a, it's hard to even fathom that. Yeah. And so, um, I guess I would ask with that, what would y'all be doing whenever y'all go there? And yeah, what would y'all be doing once you get there?
1: Yeah. So I will. Um, once we got back in February, we actually got a, a job description from. Glenrothes Baptist mm-hmm. Church and and so I will serve as a pastoral assistant on their pastoral staff um, helping to lead up and establish some discipleship groups and, and small group type things um, there's a wide range of, of things uh, so yeah. the the um, my job is kind of built to be flexible in that where um, you know I just kind of go where the need is um, but uh, Leslie will continue to, to homeschool the kids and uh, be the awesome wife and mom that she is. <laughs> uh, at the same time, she'll be able to to work in the cafe that uh, the church owns and operates, and um, which is the primary outreach, uh, yeah, for the church, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but she'll ha- she'll help to lead up some discipleship groups as well, and then uh, help out in their women's
0: ministry. Yeah, yeah, which is neat. I know there's 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 a lot to be done. I know there's a lot to be done, yeah. um, and to make sure that I'm, I'm even clear. I know that the goal is eventually to have a church plan on the opposite side of the mm-hmm. city. Right. And so, um, the way Jacob described it to me, I mean, he, you know, timelines are all, you know, estimates, but hopefully one to two years, they're able to send a team over there and would love to you be, would love, would love for you to be a part of leading that team. And mm-hmm. so there's, there's a lot of work to be done. And, uh, you know, again, we think about church planning and we often think about, sending people way out, but, um, it's pretty amazing that you're in a spot where they're like, we need to plan another church in our, in our city. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. you know, granted we could use that in a lot of places, but Mm. so one of the big questions that I know we've talked about y'all have gotten that I think would be probably one of the most helpful to clarify with people is why did y'all decide to not go through the international mission board? Let's answer that first. Why did y'all decide not to go through the international mission board and then why did y'all decide to go through reaching and teaching international ministries?
2: Yeah, so the IMB, International Mission Board, obviously does really good work. I mean, yeah. for decades and decades, they've yeah. been <laughs> yeah. a leader in implanting churches in foreign countries, especially unreached people groups. So yeah. they do amazing work. Um, we felt like we um, just have a, a strong passion for the local church, mm-hmm. and for we wanted to be in submission to the local church. And so, um, I, mean model is more to go and plant churches, um, you know, start from the ground up and which is totally needed. Um, but we felt like our passion was more to find where God was already working and then join in there. And mm-hmm. so we knew that we wanted to re- to work among an unreached people group. And then, you know, God led us to Scotland. And when he confirmed that, um, Glenroth, Baptist church is just uh, they're doing really good work, and so we yeah. wanted to partner with them. Um, so, one reason we went with Reaching and Teaching too is that they would help us to get there. Um, mm-hmm. They take our, you know, a previous uh, already calling to go to Scotland. Um, they listen to that, they pray through that with with us, and mm-hmm. then um, they they help establish that. So rather than being a sending agency, Reaching and Teaching just helps foster our sending church, Westside Baptist Church. To send us in the best way possible to Glenrothes Baptist mm-hmm. Church in Scotland, mm-hmm. and just foster that relationship. So um, we also see plenty of times, you know, in Scripture, all throughout Scripture, when a, when missionaries are sent out, they're sent out from their local church, and yeah. so um, that's just the the model we felt uh, most attached to, most passionate about, and uh, we we really see ourselves aligning with reaching and teachings, um, church planning policies, all of those things, and
0: yeah. So, and I think one of the things that whenever I've talked to a few people about it is the, the IMB model works in so many ways, but it really isn't an all-inclusive fit for what people want to do. I mean, it's an organization, a phenomenal organization. I mean, it's, it's the, the mission board from, from Southern Baptist, and it sends more missionaries over the world than any other organization by far. Mm-hmm. But it is different in that, you know, you go to the IMB, and then the IMB, Send you, and you only have so much control over where you're going. And uh, really, the, the biggest perk with IMB is everything's fully funded. Like that's really the mm-hmm. biggest perk. But you know, as I've heard y'all say, and even as you're mentioning, it's different whenever a local church says, "Hey, we want to partner with another local church somewhere, and we want to send you." And I know that we have a graphic that that shows the really the purpose for reaching and teaching is West Side partners the reaching and teaching, and they help send from West Side, the sending church mm-hmm. through reaching and teaching to Glenrothes Baptist Church, the receiving church, and you know it allows for things like what's gonna be happening July 9th of this year. Whenever Jacob Brothers is coming to town, he's gonna come and preach, and it's gonna be incredible to think that the pastor that's gonna be, y'all's pastor whenever you get over there is gonna be here and preach at the church, and our hope really is that we have a relationship with that church. Not that that can't happen through the IMB, Mm -hmm. but most of the time it doesn't happen that way. Mm -hmm. Not saying that's wrong, it's just a different model, but then also, it's a different fit in that I know, even as we've talked, y'all want to go somewhere, and you really want to be trained to get the experience on the field as you're seeking to help help lost people come to know Christ, and then let that church send you mm-hmm. in more of a I and B model, if you will, where you're going out and pioneering yourself. But you want to go and be on the field with another church already mm-hmm. and learn and grow. Now, obviously, it'd be a local church sending y'all back out. But sure. but my point is, is be sending you out to pioneer the work. Yeah. And so, so I think there's a lot of things obviously to like. Reaching and teaching has been incredible from my end to see the the work that they do with y'all um you know i know that y'all had what was it a two or three day training that you had to go to what was it called
1: our orientation yeah the orientation that y'all went through with that that was a week long and then they sent us to um another i think that was four days um support training uh, support race training so support training and then
2: training in washington dc capitol hill yeah
0: Yeah. and then a weekender weekender. which Mm is Phenomenal. I mean, I I want to go to a weekender at some point. Maybe me and Luke will make that happen sometime or something (laughs) like that. But, but um, but yeah. So you talked about they sent you to help you learn how to self fund. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably one of the newer ideas for our church because most of the time it's been giving to the IMB and they're you know distributing the money from there. So, you know, as we've talked about this, I want to ask two questions. One, or why do you need to be self funded? Then two, um. As I've even talked to y'all, it seems like y'all really do like the idea of being self-funded, mm-hmm. which I think is really important for people to understand that this isn't just, a, oh, man, we have to do this. It's a, there's a partnership that comes along with that. So I guess I would ask you to answer that question. Why do y'all, or why do you need to be self-funded? And then why do y'all want to be self-funded? Why do y'all even like that idea as y'all have been doing it?
1: Yeah, so as we, you know, going with RTIM, not being a, a huge sending agency, um, but more of a, a an agency that gives us the tools to to help prepare us to go and and, and to build that relationship with the church um, the funds aren't there to to do you know to pay missionaries like it, it is with the B so um, so of course that's an aspect of it um, but why do we I, I think you know why do we like the idea of being self-funded? I, I think um, growing up Southern Baptist and and hearing about all the the SBC missionaries, or the IMB missionaries and you know we have the the uh, bulletin boards of them in the hallways and and all those kind mm-hmm. of things, um, which is it's it's an incredible thing. I, I don't I don't want anybody to think that we're you know we're dogging that in any way. Yeah. Um, but I think all too often is that we we pass by those. Uh, and, and a lot of the times those those missionaries go unthought of. this gives it you know when you can self support or self fund it gives you a personal connection uh with the missionary that you're you're helping to send on the field yeah. um part of being on our support team uh, is is getting newsletters directly from us you know not not passing through um west side, which I think will be an option anyway mm-hmm. um, you know but but they're coming directly from us it, it's so it's we're gonna do our best to have um, monthly to to bi monthly communications with individuals um, on our support team, um, so that you guys are, are hearing from us on a regular basis. Um, but when you're 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 giving your money towards things, it, it gives that personal connection. When you know you can see this is the work that we're doing, uh, it gives a more of a direct, streamlined kind of approach to um, sending missionaries. I guess.
0: What is your hope for? Westside, I know one of the big things y'all have talked about is you wanted to be sent from Westside. And that was very, <laughs> y'all very specific about that. I mean, that's obviously my hope as well. Um, and I know a lot of people here feel that way. You know, they want to be able to send y'all out. So why is that important to y'all? And then um, what is one way that you hope to stay connected? Now, you said the newsletter, so maybe that's sure. sufficient enough. But y'all have talked a lot about wanting Westside to hold on to the rope and, and be a part of this with y'all. So kind of explain those things. Why do y'all want to be sent out from Westside, and how can Westside hold the rope?
2: Uh, well, we love Westside. <laughs> We've <laughs> yep. been here for seven years, and we, you know, we love our, our church family. Um, but two, with the holding the rope, um, I think it was William Carey who, you know, that comes from mm-hmm. he, when he went to India, and, um, he's, you know, essentially, I, I can go anywhere just as long as you're holding the rope, and um, just to know that we have, you know, people from our church family who are holding the rope, and that, that means praying for us not just Mm -hmm. financially supporting us but prayerfully engaged in the mission to make his name great among the nations and um we don't feel so alone in it you know used to it was you were sent off into the abyss and you know that was that but now
1: you pack your coffin
2: yeah (laughs) now we have the opportunity to literally partner together you know we can while we're over there we can send back you know, updates and yeah. FaceTime with our church family and just make this a true partnership, a support team. Not I don't even know that I like the term self funded. It's it's a support yeah. team. We're not funding yeah. ourselves. We're yeah. willing to go, but we we need the help of our our church family and, and other faithful members. But um I think it's it's a good just also healthy church model. I mean, what is the church? It's a, the body of believers who gather together to worship the risen savior, you know, and to make his name great not just here you know locally but to the ends of the earth and so we get to do that together it's not a clark family goes it's west side sins mm. together mm. and so i just think it's it's part of the the new testament fulfillment you know of, yeah. of what a biblical church looks like we get to we literally get to take the gospel to people <laughs> who don't get the opportunity to hear it so it's it's a partnership i'm I'm obviously really excited about. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm thankful that our church family's been very um just very welcoming of the of new yeah. ideas and asking questions and not just shutting out, you know, we we have a cooperative program and the cooperative program is great, but they're also like, Well, what's this other thing? You know, what yeah. what are we talking about being on a support team? What does that mean? So And I think,
0: you know, you mentioned FaceTime. It it really is technology's changed the game for all this. Yeah. I mean it really has. But, you know, one of the takeaways I hope our church sees really is this whole process here is we have people from our church that we know, that we love, that have been here for years, that hopefully set the example of saying, you know, we we hear the Great Commission all the time. Go make disciples of all nations, right? And we hear of all nations, but we kind of get through that, baptize, disciple people, you know, yeah. Um, we see the final command of Jesus, literally the final command from Jesus is, is go be witnesses. You will be witnesses, right? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And and I believe that our church would say we believe in those things. This allows us to have a very clear picture and model of what does this look like? What does this look like? And and I hate to say it like this, but, but hopefully, I shouldn't say I hate to, I don't know if I'm going to word this right, but so often missionaries are kind of thought of as like, People out there, other people, or it's almost like an ambiguous turn of we know what missionaries do, but it's different whenever you have a relationship with a missionary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not like I'm just giving to the cooperative program and I know that they're supporting missions. Well, that's different than saying I know Wade, I know Leslie, I pray for them, I'm gonna tell my kids about them because my kids know Ellie and Judah that they know them, mm-hmm. right? And so it's, it, it's, it just changes the game where it makes mission work more tangible. It's closer to home now. Mm-hmm. and. And so I guess that leads to the, you know, what are ways that Westside can hold the rope? And again, maybe I've already shared all that you want to share with that, but, but um, I know it's the financial aspect. And again, I love how you said that. That's a really a great way to put it. You're not self-funded. You're, you're supported by a family of people and your church family, and even people outside of this church family. But um, it's, just a, it's just a great way to think about it. Um, but what are other ways that we can hold the rope? Praying, giving, what are other ways that we can possibly hold the rope.
1: Yeah, I think that that while we were there, we talked um, very briefly with Jacob about, you know, the potential of of once we're there and get our feet on the ground, of, you know, this partnership would be, you know, having people from our church or from Westside come and help out with some some soccer camps or, uh, you know, potentially um, going to Romania with us through the Glenrothes is heavily involved in a, a youth camp in Romania. and. Um so all of this, of course, would have to be fleshed out, you know, yeah. but you know so I think that uh coming to visit and and things like that, I think it would be really cool to set up um you know like right now with with r t i m we have uh, monthly uh Microsoft teams meetings, and, and to
0: make sure it 's clear every time you say r t i m reaching and reaching teaching and teaching um
1: so every time you know we we have a monthly meeting and and then we have a regional meeting and So, but we do these things on a monthly basis where we get to see uh, each team that is is around the world or teams that are close to us. And, um, you know, I think it would be really cool for us to be able to do that with families here at Westside and, um, you know, set up a monthly, um, you know, a Westside team meeting kind of thing.
0: So, I guess lastly, how can people contact you and or support you? I would just think, you know, right now, these next few months to, you know, really, I guess, if you boil it down it's pray giving or going praying in some way okay do we just want to pray and i don't want to say just pray you know what i mean can we can we pray for y'all can we give can we pray about maybe going later on but what are ways that they could contact you right now
2: so we have an an email with reaching and teaching so wades would be wade w-a-d-e dot clark at r-t-i-m dot o-r-g and then mine would be Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E dot Clark at R T M dot org. You can also um R T M dot org. R T I M. R T I M okay. sorry. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, our phone number is available. but um, mm-hmm. always reach out. We have Facebook Messenger, catch us at church. Yeah. But also if you just wanted to go directly to Reaching and Teaching's website for our profile, you just go to RTIM.org forward slash Clark Family.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool, there cool y'all i'm excited for y'all we're excited for y'all i'm really hopeful to to see even more so how our church is partnering with y'all i've been encouraged to hear about how how the fundraising has been going how the people um how y'all have gotten to set up plenty of meetings with people and hopefully hopefully mm-hmm. this will help them help <laughs> them be able to do that so absolutely